her combos. I'm Maddie Mitchell and I'm your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast. So who else is going to host it? Happy freaking Monday. And that's it. I'm no longer going to attempt to address the date or the month or even the year. I don't even I don't even want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. So I'm just going to say happy Monday. That much I know is true. It is Monday and I hope you're having a happy one. I hope you had a fabulous weekend. Maybe some of you watched the Super Bowl, did a little Super Bowl watch party. I'm actually recording this episode, so funny you ask, on Super Bowl Sunday, on Sunday, February 11th, because I love I love to put an insurmountable amount of pressure on myself. I guess you could say I thrive under pressure in that sense. No, really, it's because this past week, I was just not doing well mentally, emotionally. I was just like not in a space to be funny, haha. And I aim to always record the podcast when I'm in an overly funny haha mood because I'm sitting down talking to myself for an hour and so for that to go even a little bit smoothly on my end let alone on your end I have to be at least you know 53% funny haha and I just wasn't there I wasn't there but things have taken a turn thank god which I will get into momentarily but First and foremost, thank you so much for sharing your Monday with me. It means the world and then some. And so I hope you're having a great day. I hope you feel ready to tackle the week. I hope you feel absolutely over the top prepared for whatever life may throw at you this week. And I don't think that that's asking too much from your favorite podcast host. This week's episode is yet another highly requested and anticipated gossip episode. I am so excited. I've been so excited to record this. Even when I wasn't feeling funny, haha, I was feeling like it's going to be such a good episode and I was excited to read through these stories with you. This is becoming a monthly tradition on Parched Car Convo, so if you like this style of episode, fear not because there will be one in March and then there'll be one in April. And guess what? There might even be one in May, which is so crazy. I am really excited for this episode. Uh, If you couldn't guess by the title, Toxic Gossip Train. This is some juicy gossip. This is some high quality grade A gossip that you guys have been so kind enough to share with me to kind of let me in on the tea. And I think it's so fun that we all get to kind of gossip together. This is like our little gossip hour together. And nothing can make a Monday just a little bit brighter than gossiping about other people's lives that don't pertain to us in any way, shape or form. Therefore, we can remain completely unscathed. I think that's kind of the beauty in all of this, right? That's what we we have to be focusing on is no matter what's going on in your life, at least these aren't your problems. Unless, of course, on the off chance, you are one of the people that someone wrote in about, in which case my thoughts and prayers are with you always in perpetuity. And I've always said that. So let's jump into peak and valley of the week. My peak of the week actually kind of as these things often do, my peak of the week and my valley of the week kind of go in tandem for this past week. I just said week 45 times. Don't make a drinking game of it. I don't want anyone getting their stomach pumped on a Monday morning. Jesus. But I had mentioned last week that I was going through this like overwhelming, complicated incident. And I was saying, hopefully next week it'll be over. Well, unfortunately it did carry into the entirety of last week, which is why I wasn't in a funny haha mood. And it all kind of came to a head on Friday. I was I was just not doing well. Friday was also the day, um, the anniversary, if you will, of the day that I got laid off last year, which was just like this huge kind of cataclysmic, horrifying, awful event that happened in my life last year and really catapulted me to rock bottom and then to a 
then to a deeper layer of rock bottom that they don't even tell you about. And then it's like I got in an elevator there and I went, oop, oh, no, no, wait, are we going down? Shit. How are we going down? Because it's because I'm already at rock bottom. How is it that how is it possible that we're going lower? And we did. And so I I went to depths of rock bottom that I had I was not prepared. I was ill-equipped to be handling and to be dealing with. But that was just needless to say after I just gave you that very descriptive depiction of what I was going through it was not fun it was not a fun time in my life and I think I was just doing a lot of like self-reflection on Friday and like in a it was it was good self-reflection because it was like oh my god yay I'm in a much better place a year later but it was still just like I hate thinking about it you know what I mean um but no so on Friday I woke up and I had been getting these dms from people for a few days and i had just been kind of replying to them and not doing any further research so as to protect my soul do you know what i mean i was getting dms from people saying hey girl i keep seeing how hard can it be this is like my version of like a hey girl dm this is this is my reality it's not like hey girl your boyfriend's cheating on you this is my reality it's hey girl someone's making how hard can it be boys do it merch on etsy is it yours and it's not it's not mine it is not mine and so I just kept replying to these people saying no it's not mine it doesn't support me or benefit me in any way shape or form they're just ripping me off right and the research that I was holding myself back from from diving into was actually going on Etsy and searching it up and I decided for whatever reason that Friday morning would be a really good time for me to do this which it wasn't I was already so just like fuming I was so I was so mad and I go on Etsy and I see there's like over a thousand results of t-shirts and sweatshirts that say how hard can it be boys do it and I it sent me over the edge it sent me over the edge and I started crying I was so upset I was so upset it is just I talked about this a few weeks ago too and I'm sorry that I sound like a broken record but it's just so shitty it is so shitty that like as an independent content creator I am, you know, I had this kind of moment and I'm trying to profit off of it. And then to see other people try and swoop in and steal that from me is like so, so shitty. And unfortunately, this is something that happens on Etsy literally all the time. Like Etsy is like a marketplace for stolen ideas. Like it's really just, I know so often people's things get taken down for like trademark violations, copyright violations, IP violations, and it just sucks. It sucks so bad. So it's not like I'm the only person that this is happening to and I'm well aware of that. But I feel like there's a difference between ripping off like a major media conglomerate that's like, you know, because people make, I see, I don't know why I always see this because I don't even watch the show, but I always see like Grey's Anatomy merch on there. They always are making like merch for TV shows or movies or for like huge musicians and all of that. And all of it is shitty. All of it is shitty. But it's like, I'm just one person that you were single-handedly ripping off. And like, that is, it just, it stings. It stings. And it's really, really frustrating. And so, um, also at the time I had been working on my merch for how hard can it be boys do it. And it, it's just, it's a long process. There were certain things that were hindering me, unfortunately, from being able to announce it. And I was really frustrated with that because it's like, while these people are ripping me off, I wasn't even at liberty to tell you guys that I was working on this. So that was just like super, super frustrating for me. So Friday was not fun. 
it was not fun because I just kept seeing these people rip me off. And then I posted a TikTok about it just to like let people know because it was crazy the amount of people that genuinely thought that it was directly correlated with me. Like they thought that I was associated with it. And I, that is like really frustrating because it's like in their minds, they think that they're supporting me and that they're, you know, that this is going to benefit me in some way, shape or form. And it obviously doesn't, but uh, it's just, it's really frustrating. But in the best turn of events ever on Friday afternoon, got the all clear and I was able to announce that I am coming out with how hard can it be boys do it merch. And it is coming out this Friday. When you're listening to this, it's coming out Friday, February 16th. I am so excited about this. I'm so, 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 so excited. It is, first of all, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the designs. There's three designs. Okay, I posted like an Instagram story and an, a reel and a TikTok the other day. And the design that I'm wearing in that is just one of the designs. So there's three designs. There's so many different styles. We have hoodies, we have crewnecks, we have t shirts, we have hats, we have mugs, we have kid sizes. Okay, we have toddler sizes, we have onesies, we have everything. Everything you can think of, we have. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I feel so good about this. I hope you guys love it as much as I do. It is going to be through a different company this time, just so you guys are aware. So don't try and go to like my old merch site to find it. You're going to have to follow along on Instagram and on TikTok and I'll have it linked in my bio, but I won't have it linked there until Friday once the site goes live. Um, But something to keep in mind if you are interested in purchasing because I... I'm just so excited for you guys to see it and enjoy it. And if you feel so inclined, maybe we could be matching and I would love that literally more than anything. But it was really exciting to be able to announce it on Friday and have you guys be so excited. It like made my day because it was like kind of the end of a horrible, (laughs) a horrible mess that had been going on and to have it end in this like really, really fun moment with you guys being so excited was just like I was over the moon and it was all on Friday, which was as previously stated, the anniversary of losing my job. So it was, it was a really, it ended up being a really, really good day, but it was an emotional roller coaster of a day. And I will say that that much I will say. So anyways, that was kind of my peak and my Valley of the week all wrapped into one. Um, and yeah, so keep an eye out for, for the, for any merch updates that'll happen most frequently on my Instagram, but also I am posting, actually right after I record this episode, I'll be posting a giveaway that I'm going to do because I am packaging up some merch and sending them as like PR packages to some of my friends that are content creators. And I wanted to do a little PR package giveaway to you guys. So you can enter the giveaway that's on my Instagram and you can win a PR package for merch and it has like the hat, it has the mug, it'll have a sweatshirt and a t-shirt, which I'm really excited about. So, and some stickers. So it'll have everything, a little bit of everything. And you'll be getting that before everyone else does. So that'll be exciting. It won't be before it's actually released, but it'll still be before other people get there. So that's so fun. So if you want to enter that, you are more than welcome. Although it is only going to be a 24 hour giveaway. So it might be over, unfortunately, by the time by the time you're listening to this, it'll end on Monday, probably at noon, I'm thinking. But go to my Instagram anyways and double check just in case, 
just in case. Anyways, moving on, my Pass the Ox song of the week is Forever by Noah Khan. It came out on Friday. It was a long-anticipated Noah Khan song, and it lived up to the hype in every sense of the word. I am so obsessed with it. It's such a good song, so that's what I've been listening to on repeat. Now for Traffic Report, we have some news that is actually kind of old news by the time you're listening to this and by the time I'm recording it honestly but the Grammys were last Sunday and I think I would be remiss if I didn't just like kind of touch on the fact that Taylor is releasing a new album I am listen over the moon so excited and when she released the track list I was like oh my god this is gonna be so good it's gonna be so good it is truly it's funny because I remember a while ago I was talking with one of my friends who's also a big Taylor Swift fan and I was saying to her I think after 1989 Taylor's version there will be a new album. This was like so long ago though that it was before we knew how long the Eras tour was going to be and so I remember thinking it makes sense because she did she did two re-releases she did Fearless and Red and then she did Midnight's new album and then she did Speak Now re-release, 1989 re-release. So it would make sense that she would follow that same pattern and do a new album. But again, that was before I realized how long the Aero Store was going to be. And so now I'm like, how is that going to be factored into the show? I don't understand. That's feeling like way, way, way too much. Because um, there's already so much going on at that show. Like so much going on. And so I'm like, is she really going to add a new era halfway through the tour? That's feeling chaotic and crazy, but she could do it because then it's like, if she releases the album in April and doesn't add that as like a set to the show, she won't be on tour again for like, what, like (laughs) four more years after this, like from now until the time she goes on her next tour if that that's like early I feel like it just is feeling like so much so I was obviously anticipating her to announce reputation just like everyone else and the signs were all there like I really do think that it was like valid to be thinking that but I did not see this one coming and clearly at the same time I did see it coming but it's just like logistically I don't understand it I'm so excited though for the new album it I feel like it's going to be amazing and I think it's clearly kind of a Joe Alwyn breakup album which is again kind of like long anticipated so I'm excited I'm excited that's what I will say and honestly for me I feel like it's actually a good thing that Reputation isn't coming out anytime soon because I like the fact that it keeps it keeps getting delayed in my mind because it will make it that much better if that makes sense, like in a weird sadistic sense, it's like, I like that we're having to kind of work for it. That's feeling rewarding to me. So I'm into it. Anyways, let's dive into the gossip of it all. Also, please note that I only talked for a little over 15 minutes before reading the stories. That has to be kind of a new record on my part. So you're welcome, everyone. All right, let's kick it off. Girl, the spiciest tea I've had for years and to this day My mom's best friend slash a family friend who's been in our lives for over half my life has slept with my cousin and my brother, who are more than half her age, but over 18. Thank God, but I hate that that had to be said. I hate that that was something you felt the need to specify. I mean, I get it. I totally get why you did. 
and it's important, but I do hate that that had to be specified. Okay. And she has a husband and family of her own to reiterate. My mom's best friend has slept with her son and nephew. No. Okay. The way that you phrase that illegal. My mom's best friend has slept with her best friend's son and nephew, not her own son and nephew. Right. (laughs) Please say right. No. I think that I think that's what she meant. And I am the only one who holds this knowledge in my family. I do not think my mom knows. I highly doubt your mom knows. I really highly doubt that your mom would be comfortable with that knowledge and would want to continue a friendship with her. No offense. No offense to this woman who's cheating on her husband with I want to say children. I know it's not. I know it's not. I know it's not, but it's just feeling like in my eyes like so young. You're so young cousin and brother like that's just it's too much it's always too much they always just take it a little bit too far it's kind of like to the point where reading these stories if someone's like my boyfriend cheated on me I'm like okay and was it with his cousin because if not it's not even that juicy and that's horrible because it is horrible because inherently cheating is horrible and there's no excuse for it ever and I know that and I want to make it very clear that I know that But it's like at this point in these stories, if it's not like that they're cheating on you with their cousin or like their own flesh and blood in some way, shape or form, it's like, okay, okay, it could be worse because they could be cheating on you with their cousin. Again, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding because it's horrible all the way around. My grandpa has a secret daughter and it was my dad's fault that we all found out. Okay. Color me intrigued. Also, this is a great reminder to myself and also to you. In a couple weeks, I'll be doing a family secrets slash family drama episode. So keep an eye out for on Instagram for a story that is asking to write those stories in because I am really excited for that. And a lot of the ones that are written in on the gossip page, I feel like could also coincide with being family drama. So just keep an eye out. If family secrets is something that you're harboring in your heart and you need to get it off your chest like you will have a time to do so in the very near future okay so my grandpa has a secret daughter and it was my dad's fault we all found out to start off the story I think we have to acknowledge that my grandpa is a holy sorry I don't know why I said grandpa I I just sometimes I'm debating whether or not I should share this fact when I read grandpa and grandma like it really takes me a second to register if it is if it is the man or if it is the woman, do you know what I mean? Cause they just like, they look too similar and I have to be like, grandpa, okay, man. Like it takes me more than half a second to kind of like process that information. Okay. I think we have to acknowledge that my grandpa is a holier than thou Christian man who criticizes everybody constantly and was mad at my mom that she didn't name me a quote biblical name. He always got me Bible paraphernalia and Christian shit for every single birthday or Christmas and is violently homophobic. With that in mind, I'll start the story. I'm needing to know what falls under the category of Bible paraphernalia immediately. Because all I'm thinking of is a literal Bible, which is is great, but that's just a Bible. That's not Bible paraphernalia. So what what does that mean? I'm needing that information more than anything at this point. So if you are the one who wrote in, please send me a list of all aforementioned Bible paraphernalia. Thank you so much. My grandpa has always been obsessed with ancestry and being Italian. (laughs) That makes so much sense. He's obsessed with being Italian. Like I 
everything just kind of came together and clicked in my mind. So thank you for that detail to the point where it's annoyed every single person in our family. So one Christmas, my dad, as a joke, got him an ancestry.com kit to make him shut up about it and to see if he was really Italian. After doing the ancestry kit, my grandpa got a message from this woman on Facebook claiming to be his daughter. In the 70s, my grandpa and grandma had my mom and her little brother. They got divorced and he remarried and had three kids with another lady. He got divorced again and is now with his current wife and they have a son together. Oh my God. I always find it just so, so over the top ironic when someone who is like so adamant about their Christian faith is like the total antithesis of it and just continues to represent everything that it's not supposed to be it's just that is crazy to me because it's just like so obvious like he's been married three times that's against the bible when you really think about it divorce is not supposed to be something that you do in the eyes of the church so up to this point my mom thought she had one brother and four half siblings until she got a call from my grandpa saying that he just found out he has a secret daughter he quote-unquote never knew about And to make the whole thing worse, she is about the same age as my mom's little brother, which shows that he had an affair while my grandma was pregnant. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That definitely makes him more holy of a man. So that's good. The drama is that now this girl wants to be besties with my mom. She keeps messaging my mom on Facebook, seeing if they can call and wants to get have a get together with my mom and her brother and all of the other half siblings. My mom is very against this and keeps trying to avoid her slash blocker. But my grandpa keeps giving her new ways to contact my mom, like giving out her email, her phone number, my dad's phone number and my email, my, your email. Why do you have to get roped into this? On top of that, he keeps blaming my dad for the whole situation and saying that it's my dad's fault. Everyone in the family hates him now and saying he regrets letting my mom marry my dad. Letting your mom, as if she's not a grown ass woman and hopefully was when she married your dad, that would be another story. That would be a totally different juicy gossip story in a, in a bad way. And also like very criminal and illegal. Um, And saying he never liked my dad anyways because he's a quote-unquote no good bum, whatever that means. My grandpa just can't believe that we don't want to hang out with the daughter he had from an affair while cheating on my pregnant grandma. And because of his holier-than-thou attitude, he seems nothing wrong with adultery, two divorces, and children with four different women, but draws the line with coming to my wedding because I'm marrying a woman. Oh my god, you're kidding you're kidding. He has done like all of the things that you are not supposed to do in the Christian faith. But because you are in a loving and committed relationship and want to get married, he's like, "Mm, no, I can't. That is sick and twisted. And also, I'm really sorry. That's really fucked up. Um, And I hope you are very, very happy with your future wife. But this is crazy. This man, he has done all of the sins. He has committed all of the sins And he's just like not seeing anything wrong with it. It's also interesting. I'm finding it interesting that he seems to be to some extent embracing this secret daughter that he didn't know about so much so that he's like trying to put that woman in contact with your family. Like that's a, that's kind of a weird twist. I would think someone like him would know that like to some extent in his mind that like that's wrong, that he has a secret child and that he obviously had out of wedlock sin 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 
So I would think he would want to keep it under wraps as much as possible. But instead, he's like taking the opposite approach and is like, you know what? I want us all to get to like, that's strange. That's a really strange twist. Maybe it's just like his way of trying to own it. Wow. That is truly a crazy story. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay. My best friend works at an IV clinic where they mainly aid infections and HIV. A woman came in with advanced syphilis and said she got it from someone after her husband of 20 plus years passed away in parentheses. And this is my favorite side note of all time. I don't think you're ready for this. She hoed a little in mourning. She hoed a little in mourning and they spelt little L-I-L, which makes it that much better that much better and like to each their own like absolutely if you want to hoe a little in morning like who is going to stop you but the doctors are trying to explain to her that the level of infection she has doesn't line up with the timeline after her husband passed away and that if she was faithful in her marriage the only explanation is that her dead husband cheated on her and gave her syphilis she's in denial and won't accept what they're telling her oh my god that is so heartbreaking i've never heard of such a heartbreaking tale of syphilis that is no that's really sad that is really sad unless of course maybe she was unfaithful not that I'm trying not me victim blaming but there is an alternative situation wherein she was unfaithful and doesn't want to admit that to her doctors especially if she was maybe like a Oh, I was going to say maybe if she's like a super religious woman, but I don't think a super religious woman would hoe out a little in mourning. So I don't know, but that's horrible. That is horrible. What a sick, twisted way to leave your wife in this world. Not that he had a choice, I'm sure. And rest his, rest his soul, of course. But she gets syphilis and then that's how she finds out that her husband cheated on Like, come on give this woman a break. Oh my God. That is really sad. I feel bad for her. Um, okay. Let's hope, let's hope this next one is a little bit more lighthearted. A girl in my cohort in grad school just admitted to being a homewrecker slash groomed question mark. Already. This is feeling really uplifting. She met her now partner when she was 18 and he was 24 and married. They started secretly dating and during COVID he convinced his wife that they needed extra income. So they rented out their spare bedroom to her. She lived with them for a few months, all while having an affair with him until the wife found out and kicked her out. This is a hundred percent real. She admitted this after having only one Moscow mule. No, no, not confession by Moscow mule that's crazy. That is, that is really crazy. I really don't like in their house. That is so brazen. It is so brazen while the wife lives there. Like it's just like always, I'm always finding out how bold people are and how unabashed and shameless it all is. Like, cause it again and again, and you know, you know what I mean, but like, it is one thing to be cheating on your wife. It's another thing to convince your wife to let the girl that you're cheating on her with stay in your house because you need the extra, like that takes it to a whole other level. And it's like, it's crazy. Cause I, I really wonder, is it just like, you think that you will never get caught. So you're like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Like, do you just think you're so sneaky or do you like live for the thrill of it? Cause I could see that being part of it too. Either way. So fucked up. So fucked up. Okay. This might be late, but my English teacher is dating a student from last year, 
but they said they were dating before the school year ended. Also, love your podcast. Thank you. But what? No. No, no, no. And shame on Pretty Little Liars. There, I said it. Shame on Pretty Little Liars. I watched Pretty Little Liars a couple years ago for the second time. Like I watched it in real life when it was in real time when it was coming out. It was when I was in like middle school and I ate that shit up. I loved that show. Me and my mom watched it together. Loved it. And then I watched it again, you know, as an adult. It was probably two years ago. And I remember being like, what the fuck is this show? Still good. It still hits. I'm not going to lie. But especially the relationship that Aria has with Ezra. I've actually, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but um, Aria is a high school student. If you haven't watched the show or maybe you're forgetting who's who and Ezra is her literal English teacher. And when she starts school there, I don't know if she's a freshman or sophomore because she like moved back to the U.S. with her parents. It's like this whole thing. But I'm pretty sure that she's like, she has to be a freshman or sophomore. She starts dating her English teacher. And so she would be what, like 15, 14, 15? Ew, 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 ew. And granted, they do constantly try and portray Ezra as being like super young, but he just graduated from college. So he's at least 22. Okay. And she is aforementioned 14, 15. No, 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 no. And they tried to make it like normalized. They tried to make it like chill and it just wasn't. And I remember the scene vividly where they go and they tell Aria's parents that they're dating and they like fully thought that her parents would be like, okay, yeah, we're on board. And obviously they weren't because they like have half a brain, but then eventually they, I think they like allowed it to some extent, which is crazy and gross, but ew, no, let's, let's try our hardest to not normalize that. Cause that's nauseating. Okay. My dad just told me he proposed on New Year's Eve to his girlfriend and she said, yes, he's 68. She's 26. I'm 36. No, 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 no. Something about a stepmother being 10 years younger than you is feeling illegal. I know it's not, but it is feeling that way. It is feeling deeply, deeply illegal. My colleague has this friend who's been with her boyfriend for six years. They live together. For the past two years, he's been doing a master's degree. For his last exam, she said she'd come to his uni and celebrate his degree. He said it wasn't necessary and that they could meet after. She decided to go and surprise him with champagne and flowers anyways, but the location he'd given her was just someone's office. She ended up going to the student administration to find out where the exam was. The helpful admin person informed her that there were no exams in his study program that day, but also that her boyfriend wasn't even enrolled. She found him later outside campus, and he said he already did the exam and got an A. She went to her mom that day and blocked his number. She still doesn't know what he did every day for two years when he said he went to school. That is insane. I would need to know the answer to that. I don't think I could happily move on with my life without knowing the answer to that, because that is crazy you lived a double life for two years and like for what purpose and also like would you pretend to do homework like they lived together so he would be in their home presumably 
doing work for his imaginary master's degree. Like that is, it's a level of commitment to the bit that is unprecedented and unfounded and quite frankly needs to be studied by scientists because I can't even wrap my head around that. And again, just like the levels that they would have had to take that lie to because they live together makes it that much crazier. Like that's just a full-time job. Lying like that is a full-time job because it is your whole life. Your whole life is based around this lie. And again, for what purpose was it? I have, I don't understand. I, I don't know how this girl ever moved on with her life without knowing. I, I like, I need to know, and it affects me in no way, shape or form, but I feel like an undying need to know why he did that. Cause that is, that's crazy. It is crazy. I'm, I'm at least glad that she did end up leaving him because no matter what the reasoning is, there's no reason good enough to like lie to your significant other for two whole years about something so random. I, I can't get over that. Okay. I'm sleeping with my boss who's married and lives in another state. He told me he's falling in love with me and would leave his wife for me. I'm not quite as attached and also still secretly have feelings for my coworker who I was secretly on and off dating for a while. And I'm in a long-term relationship. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is this your life or is this the plot of a soap opera. I am needing to know. I'm not caught up on any soap operas now or ever. So I I wouldn't know if you stole this plot directly from a a soap opera, but that is insane. And this episode by no means is an advice column and you didn't ask. And I'm really aware of that. But if I were to give you a piece of advice, it would be quit your job, quit your job and, and find the best course of action to depart from this relationship that would be my advice because I don't think you like any of these people actually I'm not I'm not thinking that this is something that you're actually invested in this any three of these men I don't think I don't think I'm gauging that from this but and like I frequently tell people with guys that you work with you probably don't like them they are probably just there they're just there and so again, quit your job. And I doubt you would even think about your boss or your coworker that you were secretly seeing on and off for a while. I doubt you would even give them a second thought. I really do. And that would eliminate at least two of your problems. So bada bang, bada boom. Okay. Okay. A friend of mine, she's been with her boyfriend for two years, engaged and living together in her family home. Christmas of 2022, they stayed in her house with her family. So for Christmas of 2023, they decided to go and stay with his family. On Christmas night, they were all drinking and celebrating as you do. And as the night went on, people started going to bed until it was just my friend and her fiance's brother. One thing apparently led to another and she ended up sleeping with him. Immediately after she realized what she had done and she went to her fiance and told him what had happened, like everything. He booked her a bus home so he could clear his head on on the morning of Boxing Day. Despite all of this, they are already back together. Wow. 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 That is a crazy thing to come back from and... I have no choice but to admire the courage that it would take to do so. That, wow, that is a doozy. And again, it's 
this like weird familial web is just, I'm sure Freud did some think pieces on this, but like I need to dive into them myself because I'm so confused as to why this is such like a common occurrence seemingly because it, it is nothing shy of a little bit kind of borderline deeply concerning. Okay, let's see. First off, you're hilarious. Oh, and that's all they wrote. And I love the podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's all they wrote. But also you've been expanding my vocabulary. So shout out to that. That is so kind. I love that. My dad is the youngest of seven and they're Irish Catholic. So feelings aren't ever discussed. Classic, classic, classic. There had never been a divorce in my entire extended family, but we found out last year that one of my aunts had been cheating on her husband, so they got divorced. She's currently living with her boyfriend. And then a month later, my uncle got a divorce from his wife because she had been cheating on him with his best friend. His friend was also married, and the four of them would go on vacations together with their kids and were genuinely all besties. Of course, when my dad was told all of this, he did not ask a single follow-up question, as men do, so I'm not sure if the wife and friend are still together. This is also the same side of the family where another aunt fled to Canada and joined a cult, and the rest of the siblings haven't talked to her in like 20 years. Oh my god. Oh my god. How do you not have more details? I don't understand. I don't understand the lack of follow-up questions with something as massive as that. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to be like, because I think a lot of times guys don't ask follow-up questions because they're just like, eh, it's none of my business. Like, they told me what they told me and that's it. That is like crazy, especially if it's your family. It's like, wouldn't you feel a little inclined to want to know some details, some more details, just to get kind of like a a well-rounded scope of the situation? I don't understand where the lack of that comes in. I really, I don't get it. It's, it's sickening. And for the sake of this podcast and many more episodes to come, normalize asking follow-up questions because I'm going to have them. And it's just rude that I don't have the answers to them. So if for no other reason than to assuage me and my follow-up questions, ask follow-up questions. You can tell that to your dad. (laughs) Imagine. Dad, so I wrote in about all the family drama that we've been having to this podcast. And she's wondering, (laughs) uh, first and foremost, it's like I, I picture them sitting down in like a formal interview setting, maybe like a police interrogation. They're like, okay, so Maddie from Parchcore Convos wants to know, Are the wife and the friend still together? We need to know. We literally need to know. I find myself needing to know way more about your aunt who joined a cult. That's feeling incredibly interesting and really, really glossed over. And those two things never sit well with me. It never sits well with me when something is incredibly interesting and way too glossed over. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Okay. Moving on. My brother and his wife gave my niece up for adoption and didn't tell any of us until it was final. And we weren't allowed to say goodbye. We were all very close before this happened. Fun. That's all they wrote. Like, talk about follow-up questions. I need so many more. I need every single other detail that accompanies that story. What do you mean? I also just, like, never hear the phrase gave up for adoption so cavalier do you know what I mean my brother and his wife gave my niece up for like what is the reasoning behind that 
and didn't tell any of us until it was final because we weren't allowed to say goodbye implies that they knew the niece for quite some time and then followed with the sentence we were all very close before this happened is she referring to herself and her brothers and the wife or is she referring to herself her brother the wife and the niece because any way you look at it, this story is kind of crazy, but I need to know how old the niece is. I think we're all kind of needing to know how old the niece is. How old is the niece? Because I know that people will sometimes, they give birth and then they immediately give the baby up for adoption. It's sounding like that was not the case at all because it's seeming like they knew the niece pretty well, which also to say that you like knew the niece well and you weren't allowed to say goodbye, makes it sound like you've known the niece for at least a few years. Oh my God, this is crazy. I'm really sorry though. That's really sad, really upsetting for you that you weren't able to at least say goodbye. Wow, that's really sad. But again, the importance of the follow-up question. The importance of the implied follow-up question, you know, the kind of preemptively being able to suss out what the follow-up questions might be and address them is a really, really crucial life skill. And I just think I would be remiss if I didn't touch on that. So feels feels kind of inappropriate to say that after what I just read. I'm, I'm sorry if that was insensitive. This, this, that's a crazy story. I won't get over it. Okay. Found out me and my boyfriend of two and a half years are eighth cousins. Apparently, we all have like 500,000 eighth cousins, but it still sounds wrong. Yeah, 500,000, come on. I mean, at that point, you just have to get it out of your head. But I understand that that would be a really hard thing to kind of put out of your head. And I want to make it clear, because as soon as I said that, I was like, wow, that's kind of sounding like I'm condoning a romance of the cousins, and I'm not ever. But when you're eighth cousins, it's like, does that mean anything at this point? No. It's also feeling kind of like royal family. So maybe just put that twist on it. I don't know if that helps. It probably hurts because as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that's not better. That's not better. But maybe it'll help you give you some peace of mind. Okay. My friend's husband died and she ended up falling in love with the policeman who came to her door to tell her. That is nuts. That is a nuts thing to have happen. <laughs> like it was love at first sight. <laughs> but it. but like at first sight was like the most tragic sad moment of her life presumably uh however this man happened to be married at the time oh you didn't mention that he was a stand-up guy you didn't mention that he was so great okay so after a few months of staying in touch while the dude's wife baked casseroles for my friend and her children no the poor no they started having an affair beautiful He eventually told his wife about it, choosing Christmas Day as the best time to do so. This guy sucks. You heard it here first. This guy sucks. Also just to, because, you know, maybe there is a chance that your friend and this man are like genuinely in love and are soulmates, but to be, to enter into a relationship with a woman who just lost her husband that's feeling kind of like preying on a vulnerable situation in a way that is kind of like oh is that something you really want to have done I don't think so but but he did okay so he cheated on his wife preyed on a woman during the most vulnerable time in her life presumably um 
and then tells his wife on Christmas Day that he is in fact cheating on her, and they divorced three months later. Then he proposed to my friend, and they got married within the year. But wait, there's more. Four months after their wedding, the guy's ex-wife died. No. In a boating accident. So now they're both married with deceased ex-spouses and live together with their combined five children. That is a crazy story. That is like truly, truly so heinously insane. And really sad. And also... I would just kind of feel like that's cursed. Anyone else feeling like that? I would just kind of feel like this is this is the worst energy in a relationship. That you were brought together by the death of one of your spouses. And then shortly after you get married, the ex-spouse dies. Like that's just feeling very like a, like a very kind of karmically icky situation that I would not be I would not be loving that that's feeling oh I just got like a chill up my spine I don't like that that's a really gross kind of like web of bad energy I'm not loving that you okay my sorority sister has been with her fiance for years they had a house together wedding venue deposit down she already bought her dress she was studying to take the bar to be a lawyer he was cheating on her with his coworker for over a year and let her do all of that stuff because he didn't want to tell her in case it derailed her so much that she didn't pass the bar. The day she took the test, she came home and he was all packed up and told her. The girl he was cheating with picked him up and he left. Oh my God, that is simultaneously, and hear me out, that is simultaneously so thoughtful. <laughs> And so shameless because he's probably right in the sense that if he had told her before she took the bar, the emotional, emotional turmoil that could have ensued due to finding out that your fiance that you have like this whole wedding planned with was cheating on you. That definitely could take a toll on someone's ability to pass the bar, something that she's presumably been working for for years and years and years and so in that sense it's like that's kind of (laughs) and it's obviously it's not but it's kind of nice that he did tell her in a fashion where he thought it would have the least impact on her professional life and at the same time obviously he's a piece of shit and he obviously doesn't actually care about her feelings because if he did he wouldn't have cheated on her in the first place but like And then to have him be, it's also like so cold and cruel to have her like get home from the bar. She's probably feeling so like on top of the world, like on cloud nine. Like she finally has put this behind her. She's like, yes, I feel good about it. Like gets home. Her fiance is just like standing at the door with a suitcase. And it's like, "Mm, so glad you think it went well. I uh, have been cheating on you for a year and my ride's up front, actually. So it's been nice knowing you. Got a jet. That's crazy. That is so, so fucked up and really sad. I hope she passed the bar and I hope she's doing amazingly now. Wow, that's really sad, though. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Okay, just found out that my grandpa, who died when I was 10 and I'm now 
23, proposed to another woman while still married to my grandma. She divorced his ass shortly after, but then refused to pay child support, got remarried six months later to my step-grandma, and didn't invite my dad or aunt to the wedding. He then had two more kids and acted like my dad and aunt didn't exist. One big happy family. Am I right? This all happened in the early 70s, by the way. That is... Yeah, that's a classic. It's like one thing again, I hate I hate that these are sentences that I keep saying to cheat on your wife, but to propose to another woman while you're still married to your wife, that is crazy. That is a next level. That is truly truly heinous. And then it's really sad that he ended up acting like your dad and aunt didn't exist. That's obviously horrible. So horrible. I hate that. But I'm also assuming because it was the early 70s and he had clearly been with this woman while he was still married to your grandma that she must have lived nearby. So then presumably he might have stuck around in the area even after and just like pretended that his kids didn't exist even though he was still living close. Like that's just so sad, so messed up. But it's like the gall, the actual gall. I hate that that's that's really really depressing okay not really gossip but I woke up at 5 a.m last Sunday morning to a flying squirrel in my bed huh (laughs) huh oh my god what you heard that right a flying squirrel there's been squirrels in my walls for months since I moved into this house in August and this is the second time one has gotten loose needless to say I've been so icked out I haven't been able to sleep peacefully in my room since I washed all my sheets but I kind of feel like I need to burn them and start all over I've been sleeping with the lights on because they're nocturnal hoping that scares them away this is the same person who just submitted a hot goss about my two-time and grandpa it's been quite a week (laughs) (laughs) you were just like full of the stories this week that is crazy I always feel like whenever I see any type of bug in my room during the day and I like kill it I that night I that thought re-enters my brain of like there was a spider in this room earlier there was a spider in here remember remember when you saw the spider and it like really freaks me out and it makes me it makes it so hard for me to go to sleep. I cannot imagine experiencing having a like a critter, like a like a real creature, a real animal in your bed. That is disgusting. Oh my god, I'm like freaking out just thinking about it cuz that yeah, I I definitely would not be able to sleep either. Smart of you to keep the lights on though. That's a good little life hack if anyone else out there is listening to this and they're thinking, "Oh, I just can't get these flying squirrels out of my room when I'm sleeping." They are nocturnal, so just turn on the lights and hope for the best. Or move out. <laughs> just just sell your house and move. That that would also be like a totally rational course of action in my mind. Maddie, my queen. My friend got engaged to her long-term boyfriend. While he was proposing, she said, I'm literally so uncomfortable. Can this be over? And he was like, uh, so that is that a no? Or and she said, It's a yes, but can we move on, please? And then told the girl group chat that she was, in quotes, literally so annoyed while he was proposing. For context, he asked her in their living room and the dog jumped on her during the proposal. And then he forgot to turn the living room lights off and they went to bed. What? (laughs) When he asked, when asked, 
when she was hoping to get married, she said she quote unquote, didn't want to rush into marriage and needed to make sure it was a good fit. Is that not something you decide before the engagement? Also, they've been together for six years. Okay. It is giving very much that she does not like this man at all in any capacity. I don't think she ever has. I don't think she ever will. Wow. That is, that is a story. Also, just like imagine like getting a text from your best friend, like, oh my God, we got engaged. And then you hear the story and it's that you're like, oh, okay. Like, should I be excited for you or (laughs) sad for you? I don't. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm excited for this one. I'm going to attempt to make an insanely long story short, unintentional, but also intentional Taylor reference. Thank you. No, thank you. So basically my parents were dating both 20 at the time and accidentally got pregnant with me. Two years after I was born, they got married. And three years after that, my sister was born. Just a side note, both of my parents are able-bodied and fully functioning. This will make sense later. LOL. Okay interesting, interesting side note. Growing up, my dad was always the worst, super bad drinking problems, which later developed into a severe drug addiction, which meant there was constant emotional abuse coming from him onto myself, my mom, and my sister. Keep in mind, my mom is the most salt of the earth, genuine sunshine of a woman ever. That's really sad. I'm sorry that you had to go through that as a child. That is not fair to anyone. When I was 19, I accidentally discovered that my dad was cheating on my mom when he brought his quote-unquote mistress to our home while I was the only one there. Like, did he not know you were there? Because that's just brazenly stupid. That is really just kind of in-your-face flagrantly dumb. But okay, After an entire summer of questions, disappearances, multiple arrests on my father's part, and him legit almost getting our entire family killed over drug money, my parents got a divorce. Now, almost five years later, my mom is about to be happily remarried. I love that for her. We love that for her. That's amazing. She deserves that. And my father has no legs. Let me read that one back for you. Now, almost five years later, my mom is about to be happily remarried and my father has no legs. All that to say, if you want to keep your limbs, don't do drugs and don't cheat on your spouse. Uh, Oh my God. I was just observing an unannounced moment of silence. What? He lost his limbs due to drugs? I've never heard of such a thing. That is wow. Wow. That is crazy. What a story. What a life you've lived. What, what a crazy life you've lived. I, I hope you're in a good place now. And I, it sounds like your mom is at peace. That's beautiful. I hope you are also at peace because that is crazy. That is truly, truly crazy. Oh my God. I, that is the plot twist of all plot twists. I did not see that one coming. Anyone else? Was anyone else like, you know what? I bet by the end of the story, her father will lose his legs because I was not seeing that coming. God. Okay. Girl in my hometown had a husband with a terminal illness. We found out after the funeral that she had been hooking up with a random man for months before her precious husband passed away. Worst part is that she confessed it to him right before he died. That is just vile and sick and twisted. You have to be a really, really, really messed up person to be like, I think I should tell him. Because it was probably 
selfish on her part to like clear her own conscience but like girl read the room oh my god that is really 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 fucked up I don't think I'll ever get over that I don't think I'll ever get over any of these stories because I think I, I keep saying that after like every single story but okay we have a few more there's a girl I work with. We can call her Sarah. Sarah is dating someone on a professional sports team in my town. Her friend, we can call Lexi, is also dating someone on the sports team. We can call him Brad. She has gotten like 50 hey girly texts telling her that Brad is cheating on her, but she refuses to believe any of them and is acting delulu about it. Okay. Anyway, the final straw hey girly text was a 62-year-old woman who's like the team manager and was hooking up with Brad every day at practice and hooking up with multiple other men on the team. Keep in mind that the guys on the team are probably 24 to 26 years old. If I were to describe what this woman looks slash acts like, I imagine one of the hateful ladies, Debbie or Trudy on the Hallmark movie Facebook pages. (laughs) That is such a good callback. That is such a good callback. I love that reference. Lexi finally dumped Brad, so good for her. Good for Lexi. I'm good. I'm glad for Lexi that there was, in fact, a straw that broke the camel's back. I hate that it came in the form of a 62-year-old 60, Trudy, because that's not fair to anyone, but that is, that is really, really, truly heinous. There's no other words for that. Okay, a married pastor with three kids had an affair with a married woman in his church. Her husband found out, reported it to the church, and a statement was read at church in front of everyone on Sunday. Pastor blank is no longer in the church. He and blank have been having an affair for six months. That was the statement that was read at church. A modern day scarlet letter. That is crazy. It's also crazy to think that like your wife cheats on you and you go and report it to the church. It's like adults evangelical tattletaling. Like I just kind of, there's something so beautifully poetic and symbolic about that. I don't know. But that is really crazy. It's crazy that they would be willing to air that out in front of everyone. Like I really wonder what the thought process was there, especially because in most churches, you know, affairs are so taboo that you would think that they would be trying to just push it onto the rug and it would be kind of this like secret that goes around that everyone's like, Oh, did you hear why he's not with the church anymore? Oh, it's because he was having an affair. But like for them to broadcast it so willingly, that is crazy and kind of like a power move on their part. It's kind of like, they were like, you know what? Firing him isn't enough. Let's, let's tell everyone, (laughs) let's just blow up a spot completely. I have no choice, but to kind of admire it. Because it's like, those are the consequences to your actions. If you didn't want people finding out about it, you shouldn't have done it. Burn. All right. The football coach at my high school has been sleeping with girls right after they graduate for years. Since they are 18 and no longer students, it's technically not a quote unquote fireable offense. His wife works at the same school. Someone finally reported him this year. Nauseous. I'm nauseous. That is sick and twisted. Also, the way that you phrased it, and this is just my own inference, that he sleeps with girls right after they graduate, leads me to believe that there's some form of grooming going on, wherein right after the girls graduate, he steps in. Do you know what I mean? Which, to me, grooming is a fireable offense, but I guess 
Because that could have also been going on while they were under the age of 18. That's heinous. But the fact that his wife works at the school, no. No. That is disgusting. And again, like so shameless. And it's just this element of like, oh, I'll never get caught. Like, is that what it is? But, oh God, no, I hate that. I really hate that. You said someone finally reported him, but like, was there any consequences of his actions? I hope so. I hope so. I hope at least his wife finds out if she hasn't already. God, that's gross. My neighbor cheated on his wife with his wife's sister. Classic. Like, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. They got a divorce and three weeks later, the sister moves in. They are now engaged and have a child on the way. Their children live there as well. Their old children, they said, actually. Their old children live there as well. Imagine being step-siblings and cousins at once. No. 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 That's just, like, too much of a mind fuck constantly to be like, oh, you're my aunt, but you're also my stepmom. That's crazy. I don't, I just don't like that. But it's it's also crazy to me when people have these, like, weird incestuous, not really incestuous, but, like, you know what I mean? incestuous type familial affairs and they end up like working in the sense that they end up getting married and like moving on and like that's a crazy because that's not just like a short-lived affair that's like oh you start a life together that just makes it weirder for some reason do you know what I mean because it's like they persevered in a way that no one hoped that they would (laughs) I don't know I hate that okay last one There was a guy who I could tell really liked me, but I just wasn't interested. So after like three months of him not getting the hint, I told him I was getting an arranged marriage. I'm Middle Eastern, so it was kind of believable. He thought I was just trying to be playful or something. So then I made up a whole arranged marriage scenario. I was like, his name is Ahmed and he's 35. I'm 21. He's my second cousin. (laughs) and where to be married by the end of the year the guy literally felt so bad he tried to intervene and get in touch with my parents to stop it you might think this all could have been avoided but I flat out told him I wasn't interested like three times so FYI this method of avoiding men does not work in the long run I've tried many times that is crazy first of all that it doesn't end up working why like why just back down like there's no harm in quitting do you know what I mean and I think a lot of a lot of men need to be told that like there's no harm in just kind of like giving up and quitting but that is crazy I love your commitment to the bit and that's like a true case of like you just like lying for fun but in a productive way because this was ultimately to serve your end goal of getting this man to leave you alone so it was creative and I have no choice but to kind of stand all of the work that you put into that that was beautiful Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in this week. Everyone who is listening to this, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. As a quick reminder, you should be following the podcast on Instagram at parchcarconvos.pod. That's where I post a lot of these links so you can write in for future episodes. You can also submit to be passenger of the week via Instagram DM. And you can give the podcast a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to share this episode with a friend if you think they would like it. Maybe a friend you want to gossip with. I hope you have a fabulous week and I will chat with you next Monday. Bye.